Welcome to Bloom Into Your Soul, a podcast for mothers who are mothering themselves as they raise children, reclaim their mental, physical, and spiritual health, and rewrite the story of their life by living from their wholeness and in their essence. I am your host, Jeanette, a mother, poet, highly sensitive, creative, and guide with a deep passion for ending generational cycles and revolutionizing motherhood. Thank you for coming along for the ride. It is my hope that the guests that come into this space, along with insights I share, can awaken your curiosity to reclaim your own life on a mind, body, and soul level. Welcome to another episode. In this episode, I sit with Caitlin D., who is the founder of Integrative Pelvic Care. She offers in-person and virtual programs for women desiring sustainable whole body pelvic healing. This is more than just the pelvis. It's reconnecting to our center, integrating trauma and emotions, and ultimately healing the root. Caitlin's own healing journey inspired the way she offers this work. Her gentle, nervous-centered approach welcomes women at all life stages into descent into their own body to remember their own power, wisdom, and self-healing abilities. I was really drawn to her work because she does this in an integrative way, which in my past, I've never experienced that or understood the body in that way. Uh, Pelvic healing is crucial to those of us who are birthing and those of us who have birthed. And so I brought her on to really get to know more of this way in treating ourselves and caring for ourselves. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Caitlin. Thank you for coming on Bloom Into Your Soul. It's such an honor to have you. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Can you tell the listeners a brief uh, background on you, like what you do and Then if we can get into what led you to the work that you do and in the way that you do it. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Janeth. I'm super excited to be here and appreciate the invitation. My name is Caitlin and I am a pelvic care practitioner. I specialize in working with women both online and in person to offer them really a sustainable way to heal their own bodies. We have so much power within ourselves. We have so much wisdom within ourselves and in our own bodies to heal that we haven't learned. We haven't been, we've really been conditioned in the opposite direction to fear our bodies. And my journey and the way that I offer this work in my body of work called integrative pelvic care comes from my own lived experience. It comes from my own journey, not just in the realm of receiving pelvic care from a practitioner, but also the steps that it took me to get there from going from a domestic abuse situation into really refining my own self-worth and healing my own body and traumas to, you know, initially it was really just about me. I had no ulterior motive. Never in a million years did I think I would be holding space and doing this work with other women. But as I continued on my own journey and found so much healing, especially when I tapped into the power of the pelvic bowl, I was really inspired to share this work and it ultimately all brought me here. Oh, that's an amazing story. And I love how you've really embodied the the healing for yourself for for before you like decided to do this work um can you tell us like how it is that it has transformed some your life in in a way like or in many ways yeah absolutely you know when i i always like to i've recently really realized how my journey through just doing this for myself first 
you know, really gives me a unique lens in how I teach because I wasn't initially looking for a way to regulate my nervous system or a way to find more pleasure. Like I still, for a long time, didn't believe that women had access to pleasure as much as men do, maybe even more PS. <laughs> and so I was really just experiencing it in my body. I didn't really, you know, I didn't have the science, the why that really came after I made the decision to start exploring, sharing this with other women and becoming a practitioner. And so, you know, from finding my voice, that was a big journey from going from someone who was embarrassed to talk about even my menstrual pain, about numbness during sex or sex in general or you know, digestive issues, all these different things, even my childhood trauma and the abuse that my sisters and I experienced growing up physically and emotionally, I didn't talk about that. It wasn't something that we were ever told not to. It was just you know, learning to shove it all down and make everything look okay for years and years and years. And that really repeated in, as I mentioned before, a domestic abuse situation that I was in for a couple of years. So from really discovering and remembering my own self-worth from, you know, learning about my own body, we have manuals and instructions for like everything in our lives, except for, especially the female body. It's still this like great mystery and we aren't educated about it. And so that if we want to seek self-love I think we need to find, have an understanding of what is even going on inside of us, because that really leads us to appreciation and gratitude for the wisdom. And then we can cultivate self-love when we have this reciprocal relationship going on with our body. And through this work and the work I teach in integrative pelvic care, which is very nervous system centered, mm -hmm. I have gained pleasure and sensation in my vagina, in confidence in having sex and knowing what is going on in my body. I trust my body deeply to heal, mm -hmm. to stay healthy, to be vital. And I have a relationship with it. So if a symptom does pop up, if it is sending me a message, I listen to it instead of just becoming scared or, you know, angry even at the pain or discomfort that comes up. And, you know, again, the voice piece is a huge piece of pelvic work. There's a lot of connections between voice and pelvis. And I had, you know, I now sing, I have worked with a healing modality and started cultivating my voice in like a healing session that includes singing. And that is something that Again, never in a million years did I think I would find myself doing that, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, my business, this is not the first business I've had. And I truly believe that the work I've done in my own body and the way that I trust myself and my own body allow me to bring my business to a new level and to show up and to trust myself and also to trust other women, to know when it's right to do this work. I don't do any outreach or chasing down or, you know, advertising paid ads. I, you know, share what is on my heart and I share my lived experience. And I fully trust that people like yourself will come to me when it's time to explore this work or to have me on a podcast or something like that. And that really comes from the deep inner work that I have done to ultimately trust myself. <laughs> oh, I, I just want to pause and like breathe into that because it's such, it's such deep work. It's one thing to talk about it, but like being someone who is doing this work herself, like of healing trauma and doing this work, really embodying all of the, all the, all of the healing. I know that it's not been just like a simple road to get to where you're at with the pelvic bowl healing, with your nervous system regulation, you mentioned how your voice ties in to your nervous system. And 
it, it it's just interesting to me because the voice is also where the vagus nerve passes. And so I'm wondering how does the vagus nerve and if if for those who are not listening, if you can explain what the vagus nerve is and mm-hmm. how does it impact our pelvic floor and if there's some trauma or history of trauma like both you and I have, um, how can this keep us from being accessing overall health, accessing our voice and, and our self-worth? Like I'm just geeking out over that. <laughs> yay okay um fantastic questions and yes you know first I want to validate that anyone that's even listening to this and thinking about this work that takes courage and it takes vulnerability to explore because it is taboo work it is a lot you know we hold a lot of trauma from childhood and beyond. It's not just sexual or birth trauma that can occur in the pelvis. Even things like, you know, falling on our tailbone or car accidents, things like that can start to cause changes in our pelvic bowl, in our abdomen. And all of it is connected, as you've mentioned, to the nervous system. And, you know, through this work, I believe that one of the biggest reasons it can be so profound in really creating this domino effect of healing in the body is because of the innervation or the nerve supply in the pelvic bowl. And that does include the vagus nerve. If you're not familiar with the vagus nerve, there's a lot of work around this nerve and healing trauma. And The polyvagal theory is something that you could Google or look up if you're interested in learning more about that. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It is the longest nerve pathway in the body. And although we call it the vagus nerve, it is a pathway of nerves. It is a very long, lots of branches coming off of it into major organs, into, you know, down our throat, from our brainstem, down the throat, through the heart space, through our major organs. And it actually innervates, provides nerves to the uterus and cervix. And this is, you know, very profound in if we are working with, you know, a lot of times we do a lot of work in trauma and healing that kind of bounce around the pelvic area. Mm-hmm. And when this occurs, there can still be these traumas. And I really think that trauma is what is stuck in the tissues after a traumatic event. So the traumatic event can be bullying at school, actual physical abuse, again, accidents, birth, injury, things like that. But what is left in the body is that trauma that is held on. And if there is a story that is stuck in these tissues in our cervix or uterus, it's sending that signal to the brain that we're not safe. There's some sort of danger. Mm-hmm. They've done studies on the vagus nerve and cervix connection. There's a couple of different ones that listeners can look into and my Instagram page also speak also named these studies but one was done with women who have complete spinal cord injuries and they were in and they hooked them up in an MRI machine to a cervical stimulator and the women were still able to experience orgasm which suggests that direct connection to the brain from the cervix so that's profound right that this nerve that travels through digestive organs, heart space, throat into brain has this direct connection. And when it comes to the voice specifically, anytime that we swallow down our emotions or, you know, don't speak up for ourselves, we've learned over time to be the good girl, to be quiet, to be seen and not heard, not, you know, we don't learn how to express emotions and grief. And we also fear being the emotional woman or the crazy lady, like all of these different stories that have been projected on us, not just in our lifetime, but 
generations before us, right? Mm-hmm. As we swallow that down, instead of expressing, it creates constriction in our throat. I see a lot of correlation there are, you know, I'll speak to a few more of the anatomical connections between the throat and pelvis, but this constriction, you know, again, I see, let me back up. I see a lot of correlations between things like TMJ disorder, not speaking up, holding in trauma. Again, this is not to shame or blame anyone for what they've been through. Right. And tension or dysfunction in the pelvic bowl. There are fascial or connective tissue lines that run directly between the two spaces. Mm-hmm. They also formed in as an embryo in the same cells. And as the embryo unfolds, now you have the head and the tail or pelvis. So there's a lot of, you know, again, a lot of profound connections and not to mention we have a tube running from our mouth to our anus that is a physical connection between the two spaces. Um, A lot of times I get asked, you know, how can I start to open this up and work with my voice and heal my pelvis? And it comes from just speaking about it. And I say just like, it's not a big thing, but it is a big thing to even speak about it, to even share with a practitioner or a coach or even friends or family to talk about these things. But that is how we activate the voice around this healing. And as we do that, we can start to bring healing to our whole nervous system. It's really hard, I think, to isolate just one nerve because the nervous system is so incredibly exquisitely complex. I try, you know, as a practitioner and educator, I like to break it down as simply as possible, but I really want to, you know, share that it is so much more. We could spend years and years studying just one nerve and the nervous system in general. Mm -hmm. (sighs) That is a lot. Like it makes so much sense. And I like, I'm a visual person. So like, as you were talking about it, I was visualizing everything. And it's so interesting to me that what is coming up is shame and how, like you mentioned in the beginning, that it's a taboo uh, topic and, and how many women are walking around with these issues and have either fear of speaking about it or the shame or embarrassment. In my experience, when I went to my practitioner and spoke about this issue after having my second child, I was scared. There was like, well, maybe this is normal. I've just had a baby six weeks ago. And it was such a beautiful process to be seen by my practitioner and say, no, if it's six months, six weeks from now, and you're still not feeling better, we need to take you on to something else. And when I practiced um, physical therapy, pelvic physiotherapy, um, it was never taught to me the way in which you have just referred to it from a nervous system standpoint, where it's all connected. It was more of like individualized muscles and looking at just that area and not addressing like the whole nervous system, which makes me like, I'm mind blown to know that like, there's just parts of us that might still need healing even after accessing, you know, the localized areas of of healing. And, And it just, it makes me wonder, and maybe you know, um, how like, women, the women that reach out to you, is there trouble initially for them to verbalize what they're feeling? Like, since the voice is connected to the pelvis and is there trouble um, navigating through shame and nervousness about speaking about their experience? Yes, absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing a part of your story. And, you know, with that, the 
you know, the way that I offer this work and the space that I give is really important for the emotional reprocessing. The medical system, whatever the opinions are around it, it's just not set up for the time and space that it takes to process these things. If I do an internal pelvic work session with someone, we have a day together because who knows what's going to happen. It's your body and your nervous system leading the way, and we can take all the time you need. And that's obviously not something that's going to fit into something that is, you know, really like quick sessions. Yeah. And with that, you know, we are, it's again, conditioned in us to kind of internalize these fears and internalize the shame that we feel because there's not a space offered to share about these things, to hear from other women who are going through something similar. Mm -hmm. And integrative pelvic care is, you know, really about working with the whole body, all layers of the body, all layers of the story that have brought you to here and now. And obviously everyone has been through something totally unique. And to answer your question, yes, verbalizing these things is really challenging. I also find that, you know, for all of us, and again, I have been through this, I have been on the other side of social media looking at, oh my goodness, am I really going to do this? I recognize a lot of self-worth stuff in who do I think I am to invest this time, money, and energy in myself to seek out more pleasure, to experience menstruating without pain, to experience improved digestion. All of this came up for me. And so I think that, you know, it is a pattern in it's hard to express ourselves and verbalize these things. And also, you know, women who reach out to me, who, you know, book time, whether it's a one-on-one session or join one of my containers, there's a level of readiness where they are, you know, scared. Yes. All of us are, have fear that goes hand in hand with this. And I just want to validate like anything that is unknown, we can be in so much pain and discomfort and something that's unknown brings up fear. We have been conditioned to fear our body. We have learned about all the things that can go wrong instead of all the things that can go right. So whether it's health, wealth, relationships, it can all bring up fear when we change something. So that is normal. And I think it's important to have sisterhood in this. Almost all of my programs and containers are offered in some sort of group. Even my private containers have an opportunity to come to embodiment sessions that has everyone virtually, everyone in any of the programs can come to. And I think that's so important because even when I was going through this and starting to realize like, oh, I'm actually not the only one who experiences numbness during sex or, you know, doesn't look like the girls on TV when I'm in the bedroom and takes, you know, 30 seconds on screen anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) to look like they're climaxing. And so having that feeling that we aren't alone and hearing other women share pieces of their story and being heard by other women, you know, as we share our story is so potent and so powerful. And I think that, you know, not only does it create deep healing within ourself Uh to know that we aren't alone. It also, I believe gives us more compassion and understanding for other people, which also perpetuates this cycle of compassion for ourself. And it kind of works both ways. I, I like to say that this work is very self-centered and it creates profound impact on everyone in our lives, even strangers, even people in traffic. When we feel good about ourselves and our body, it you know improves our relationships, it proves, improves how we show up in our business, at work, with our kids, with our partners. And I think that it's so important and essential for us to 
take even 15 minutes a day mm-hmm. for ourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so powerful. And, and I mean, one of my questions, it, you pretty much answered it because one of my questions was, um, how does it impact your overall well-being? And mm-hmm. how does this work impact your overall <clears throat> well-being? And and like you just mentioned, it, it touches even the lives of strangers. And mm-hmm. when we're regulating our nervous system, we're also healing our overall body. Like you said, our digestive um, system, our nervous system is connected to everything. So it's truly transformational for the rest of our body. So when we're doing the work of healing our pelvic health, we're really accessing health overall overall all our bodies just to recap and I can speak yeah (laughs) yes and I can speak more to that as well if you'd like yeah go ahead okay so you know when we think about the pelvis a lot of times we jump to vaginal health or just working with the pelvic floor or which is actually one of eight diaphragms in the body and the way that I approach this work, again, from the way that I myself, it took me years, but now I bring women in and we can go through this in months to approach this work is really working from the outside in. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one being the nervous system. If we are receiving internal pelvic work with ourself or a practitioner and we're laying there freaking out, Mm -hmm. like, I have to do this to help my symptoms, but I'm like so scared and so embarrassed and so ashamed. All this stuff is coming up. We aren't really receiving the work on a deep level. And it's actually fueling this like survival mode or fight or flight, which isn't inherently bad. It's just that when we are receiving healing, it's important to be in a regulated state and really feel safe as we do that. So as we work our way down into the body, we're cultivating this relationship with ourself, with our nervous system, and we're also creating space around the pelvis because when we hold in our bellies, when we wear tight clothes, when we do ab workouts and, you know, the exercise industry that's totally built around the male body we create constriction in our core, in our abdominal pelvic cavity, which goes from underneath the lungs, that diaphragm Mm -hmm. to our pelvic diaphragm. So it's like these two parentheses holding in all of our organs in our center. As we start to create space, opening this all up, we're inviting blood flow back in. We're inviting lymph flow back in. And that in turn helps nerve function because we also have to look at the physical nervous tissue in our body. It's not just some woo energetic thing that we're working with. There's nervous tissue that goes along with all of this. And as we start to restore blood flow and we go deeper and deeper into the body, then when we do deep work, maybe it is with a practitioner and internal public work, there's already blood flow knocking on the door of these tissues and which brings healing, right? We need blood flow to heal. And we're also able to drop in and again, receive the work and really trust our body and be able to advocate for ourselves If it is with a practitioner, when it's time to slow down, when it's time to quit, when we don't feel right. And that all comes from this journey of relating with our body because of the innervation of the pelvis when we do this that supports the organs all above this space also if we have constriction in our core it is like having a three-lane highway and having two lanes shut down when it comes to blood flow and lymph flow Mm. and that impacts the whole body it doesn't just cross through the core and then restore it's like slowing down in the center of our body it's like if you look at a mud puddle versus a running stream. The Mm -hmm. same goes in our tissues. So when we, if we just work with the pelvic diaphragm or floor, then, you know, like you mentioned one muscle at a time, it's 
symptom management because mm-hmm. we haven't created space for the pelvis to actually realign yeah. and, you know, really benefit from that work. Mm. I'm sorry to all my listeners. If you hear the baby in the background, she's decided to join us today. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's with dad right now and I'm the go-to parent. So I apologize for those listening. Um, so when I think of symptom treating, just like a symptom, I think of like our medication, like, you know, just kind of like taking like a pain remedy and continuing on with, and the symptom is going to come back if we don't really get to the core of what is coming for us. And the lymph flow and the blood flow and the nervous tissue all being functioning optimally, like you said. So this is really interesting. Like I'm, I'm interested in like how your experience has like shifted the way you even move. Because mm-hmm. I, one of the things that has really been on my mind lately is like the accumulation of trauma on our on our root chakra on our pelvic um, floor like throughout our life whether it's sexual trauma any trauma that's stored there how that impacts the way we move daily like how does that how has that shifted for you That is such a great question. And I love how you said accumulation of trauma because it is, that's so accurate. Right. And for me, you know, I move my body much more gently. Ultimately I have changed the way that the alignment in my body is both through body work as well as how I sit, for example, The female pelvis should be in an anterior tilt, which supports the pelvic organs, the uterus, you know, being really having the uterus being at the center slash the womb. If you don't have a uterus, I see uterus as the anatomical structure and womb as the energetic center that exists in all of us. Mm -hmm. This is inclusive, whether or not you have a uterus and over time, you know, as we, if we're in a survival state or in some sort of mode where we're tracking a lot of what's going on so that we stay safe, whether that's again, through childhood trauma or stress at work, sitting in accident or sitting in traffic, having an accident, things like that. We start to clench our body, right? And this happens from the root up and add to that something like emotional trauma, where we start to shrink and hide down our heart and curl downwards towards our pelvis. Yes. It starts to add to that constriction of our core and decrease again, the blood flow. It creates ischemic or hypertonic tissues in the body and that decreases blood flow. And as the blood flow decreases, the lymph flow decreases because it requires the blood to pump it through the tissues into the lymph system. And then we have the nervous tissue that's sitting in there that can become trapped in, think of it as beef jerky versus like juicy steak. It's kind of ischemic tissue versus healthy flowing tissue. So it's so important, again, as we start to work with the space that we don't just work with the pelvic floor, we're also working with opening up this whole space. And that requires addressing trauma that requires addressing emotions and energy that comes up and really, you know, holding space for all of it. And there's no, you know, timeline or how this should look. It's all going to be totally different. And for listeners, you know, if you're starting to think about this now, I just want to say that anything that surfaces as you start bringing this work and into your thoughts and into your awareness is valid. It doesn't have to be, you know, pelvic trauma that occurred right in the pelvis. It could be a story that you've been holding on to for years that 
with something when you were in elementary school and it can surface. It can be ancestral. It is inherently generational when we start looking at this space in our body. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, going slow, it's a really, you know, coming to this in a trauma aware capacity is turning a dial, not flipping a switch on what should happen. And, you know, again, we've been conditioned that things should go fast and go hard and that's how we get results. And it's actually so the opposite when it comes to the body healing, like the slower and gentler we go as hard as it is, (laughs) is the way that we get a response and have this relationship with our body. You mentioned too, you know, the symptom uh, management with something like a painkiller, which, you know, I've been there. I used to work in corporate. I needed to sleep. I needed to get through the day and have menstrual cramps and so would medicate. But when we do that, we're numbing down the body's communication. Mm-hmm. So that gives the body and the nervous system, like she's not listening to me. I need to scream out louder mm-hmm. and it can really start to perpetuate this cycle of more pain and increased symptoms and symptoms in different parts of our body where it seems it's all disconnected. And, you know, it's like this whack-a-mole game of symptoms and as hard as it can be to sit with our sensation to sit with ourselves and our body, as we do that, that is the way that the body feels heard, listened to, acknowledged, and can really help us move through trauma and he- into healing much quicker. Mm-hmm. It's 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 amazing what you, the work that you do and all the the windows that it opens up for healing and um, like something that's coming up for me right now it's I'm wondering if after you become a mother for many of us it happened for me if after we become a mother and accessing that that space that birth canal that energy and releasing you know new life if that's something that can cause us to unravel into deeper healing at least that's, that's been my case. And I can see how that, that can impact many of us. I don't know if that's something you want to speak to, or if that's something that you have seen yourself, but yeah, yeah, I will definitely speak to it. And I am not a mother. I will share that. So this is an experience that I don't share from lived experience, but I want to validate that piece that childbirth is like the epitome of how incredible the female body is like the ability to create and sustain and bring in new life is so potent and whether or not we've had a child or plan to that creative energy and that power to birth things into the world like a business like a project like whatever we set our minds to is available to us. And I think that, you know, women who have had children and gone through that absolutely have, tend to have a newfound respect and gratitude and appreciation for their body and that feeling of power. You know, this work is, we talk about empowerment, this work is bringing that by recognizing our own power of our body, of our energy, of ourself, that is being empowered. It doesn't take some outside force to, you know, hashtag it. (laughs) It's really about discovering this within yourself and that's with, you know, the self-confidence and self-trust is all, I really think those are results of a regulated healthy nervous system is feeling really, really at home and safe in your body, which is, you know, if you talk about, as you mentioned, the root chakra, that is security and safety and basic survival needs. And that is, you know, when we come home to that and feel really grounded and in our bodies, we can accomplish so much. (laughs) And you just took a deep breath and I don't like, 
want to connect it because we we actually can breathe better right like we're not constricted like you said earlier we don't shrink down and so our diaphragms are in better flow better airflow better blood flow and then flow everything right oh yeah so many light bulbs are going on over here um <laughs> you mentioned generational trauma and I want to touch on that a bit can you can you like elaborate on that yeah absolutely you know with generational or ancestral trauma I think that first of all it's important to mention that it's already inside of you and I don't say that in a way to like overwhelm anyone like you're already carrying all this around but the way into this deeper work and more expansive work of generations is through yourself and focusing on your healing, your body, your story first uh-huh. really cultivates that capacity to be able to hold the bigger picture and the bigger stories that come through. And, you know, when we start to look at especially the female pelvis and the story, the medical trauma, the taboo, the, you know, forbidden practices that come with the space in the body. When we start to look at our mother's story, our mother's mother's story, our grandmother's great grandmothers and how, you know, the relationship that they may have had or not with the space in their body, it can be very telling as far as what, type of things we're carrying in ourself and the stories that we hold and the way that our cells and our genes are expressing through maybe symptoms. And it also works the opposite way as far as the power that we have and the really the opportunity that we have now to be able to do this work and how powerful and potent that is, especially if we're bringing children into the world and how inspiring I think it really is for women that are doing this work in their own way all over the world is truly changing the way that generations ahead of us will feel in their bodies and relate to themselves and to being a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really the whole basis of the podcast is, is for the mothers who, are doing this work and and really I think of the impact it'll have on generations to come and like the healing that that would bring to the world yeah is there anything that you feel like you want to touch on anything that you might want to um just reiterate or emphasize um something that feels that it's not complete. I just want to make sure that you, you're complete. You, you want to share something? (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, I think that the sustainability of this work is important to come back to, especially since so many of your listeners are mothers. And, you know, I, although I don't have children, I recognize how much time and energy and, everything that children can take (laughs) and that this work doesn't have to be a lot all at once. It can be a 15 minute a day practice. It can be very slow, very gentle. The way that I have put together the framework that I offer through integrative pelvic care came really from my realization of when COVID hit, I was still going to a lot of different practitioners. And even though it was all holistic, all out of, you know, the medical system, it was still in a way just working with symptoms because I was doing so much constantly instead of really giving my body time to rest and integrate after any type of healing work. So Again, I think it's important to recognize that it is possible. I work with women in all stages of life to do this in, you know, short increments per day. It does inspire lifestyle change, starting to relate to your pelvis and be aware of this space in our body 
does start to create how we relate to everything, how we eat, how we nourish ourselves with exercise, things like that, movement. And again, it doesn't happen, have to happen overnight. It's much more sustainable, again, with that dial turning rather than flipping a switch. And it's something that, you know, the slowing down is so against what we have been taught. And there can be a lot that comes up around, I should be doing something else. I should be doing more. I can't rest right now. I have a million things to do. And that is all the work. It doesn't just mean, you know, this doesn't just mean working specifically with the pelvis. It's all about this really lifestyle change of slowing down and coming back into relationship with our body and our nervous system and ourself. Mm-hmm. And anybody can do it. It's not, it's never too late. That's something important for me to say. It's never too late. Um, I think it's beautiful wherever anyone starts this work and you're starting it now you're here listening to this <laughs> so I just really have so much gratitude for all the women who are curious about this I am inspired by each and every one of you I am still on this healing journey we don't get to the end and then stop every woman I work with is totally different mm-hmm. and so I just have a lot of gratitude for everyone that I come across through sharing this mm-hmm. Yes. And the holding of space where we're seen in our healing, I think is it's potent and that's what you provide for them. So many of us have thought that we have to do it alone or that it's normal to um, just be quiet about it. Like we talked about earlier and it's normal. You've had kids, you've had blah, blah, blah. It's normal. It, it really there's deeper access to our well-being as you provide and through the spaces that you provide and it's so impactful and and beautiful um is there any um way that the listeners can listen uh, can reach you are there any um offerings that you might want to share with them yeah thank you so much for asking i you know my main platform is instagram i go live every thursday at 10 a.m mountain time and i love answering questions i love having interaction with that community and you know there are many avenues into the work with me from 20 minutes of one-on-one to longer private containers all of this work is available virtually I think that piece is so important because our bodies are ultimately our responsibility and we can inflict healing on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I also do offer in-person work in Denver, Colorado. So I'll work with women virtually and then they'll come visit me. And that can be, you know, in-person work is profound. It is beautiful to be held, to be supported, to really be celebrated. I call these sessions, body ceremonies, because it is truly a co-creative process in celebrating your body and your journey to get to that point. And I'm also always in my DMs. So if anyone has questions or they don't know where to start or they're feeling overwhelmed, they're welcome to reach out to me as well that way. And I love hearing from you all. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. I have like two funny like signing off questions that okay <laughs> they're not like funny but they're more lighthearted being the conversation awesome. that we just had <laughs> but um, one of them is um if you were an animal what animal would you be and why? <laughs> um that's a good one I think maybe a hawk hawks are quite significant to me. They have shown up to me in different ways that have been very potent and powerful. I think that being able to fly would be pretty awesome. And, you know, that ability to have sight at such a powerful level is also very inspiring. (laughs) Right. It's so, it's so interesting. Number one, I've been seeing hawks everywhere, everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And then number two, I would be a bird myself because the freedom that comes with that, you know, 
But and then mm-hmm. um, the last question is, what's lighting you up these days? You know, I am, it feels odd to say this because I spent so long in corporate and like the mm-hmm. nine to five, but my work totally lights me up. <laughs> and it comes from, you know, the different ways that I offer it as well as doing my own work. I just spent a week completely offline the first time since I've had email to be completely disconnected for a whole week in a training for Sophionic wave work, which is an energetic modality. And, you know, that I'm always excited to learn more, to do the work for, I still get excited about doing the work in my own body and my own journey too. I never even going to massage school, like that was for me and my own evolution before it was for offering it to anyone else. And, you know, I love putting myself in different containers and situations that do challenge me and also, you know, ultimately give me more capacity to hold women on their journey. As I look at my stuff and go through it and hold the fear and sit with sensation and all the things that I preach, I also practice in my body. So I remember it is humbling to remember (laughs) that it's not easy and it does bring up fear and all of this stuff. And we can laugh about it and we can appreciate, you know, what we've been through and what got us here. And the fact that we're showing up and doing this is just incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can sing about it. <laughs> I just wanted to add, yeah. we can sing about it. Like we were talking yeah. about it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Your time is so valuable and it's just been such a joy and such a, I've learned so much sharing it with you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate any opportunity to share about this work and appreciate the space that you're holding and the inspiration that you're bringing to mothers and women around the world as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. There are so many other episodes coming your way with so much goodness and so much value. So don't forget to subscribe.